lungs maybe i i don't know anyone who's ever eaten the lights out of it like joe they call fucking lungs lights um i don't know anyone who's ever eaten those <sighs> dad said they used to eat heart and tongue a lot when he was growing up oh tongue that's the other one yeah, yeah tongue is one that people seem to uh crew beans as well crew beans the pig's feet yeah. 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 Like when you think of Cork, like Cork has an incredibly strong tradition of eating offal. Boris like, and tripe, is that? Tripe. Bodis. Oh, Jesus Bodis. Christ. My grandmother used to cook tripe. Drasheen, is that? Drasheen. Tripe and Drasheen, is that? Tripe. I don't even know what they were until I started working in Lily and people from Cork are like, what do you mean you've never had bodice and tripe? Yeah, it's never. such a Cork thing. So it's I was like, um, hello, I've never heard of it. <laughs> Gareth, the mountain man from uh, from fucking Northwest Cork, like, yeah, jeez, oh, oh, I'd never eat that. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it apparently boiled ribs. I can't imagine. Like, why would you boil away all the flavor? Ribs are to be flame cooked. Tripe is um, like tripe is one of the compartments of a cow's stomach. So mm-hmm. cows obviously have four stomachs. It's one of those departments. Like you just clean off the stomach, yeah. slice it up, yeah. fry it. Mm. I'm open to it. Jeez, the grandmother you- used to love it. Do you know when they're on, like... Are you recording, actually? Yeah. you recording my side? Yeah. Not oh, perfect. I'll start recording there. Uh, do you know when people are, like... Um, they're, like, I'm a celebrity on there and stuff. Yeah. And they're, like... Oh, oh it's brain. Uh, and I'm, like, I definitely eat that. Yeah, and, like, yeah, yeah. At this stage, I was, like... I, she's, like, I know you actually would eat that. Like, do you know what we were, Like, do you know, I'm a celebrity on Wales there, like, before Christmas. Yeah. I'm watching it. And they were, like, oh, my God. Oh my god, it's brain! And I was like, "What's wrong with brain? Like, you yeah. can definitely eat brain." Do you know, it like she didn't even call me out in it because she knows I definitely would eat the liver or the brain yeah, or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. I definitely. The only thing I've never tried or never would try is um, so eyeballs. I just don't think I could. Uh, it's just the texture. It's not the thought of an eyeball, but the squishy bit. You yeah. know, I I've don't eaten fish think eyeballs. Maybe fish eyeballs. I very could. very strange, um, because that's the kind of thing where it's just like people are taking the piss out of you and they're like go on boy eat it eat it and then mm. obviously because it's peer pressure you eat it but yeah. I like cooking fish whole on the barbecue and obviously when they barbecue like when the eyes barbecue there's this weird mm. bony ball inside in the fish's eye um, mm-hmm. like brown trout and stuff like tastes of nothing um, but it's purely for a shock factor you eat it like yeah just to like, impress yeah. the girls like oh the girls love it that's like <laughs> the perfect example or like the perfect comparison there is you know when lads are like I'm gonna squat 200 kilos and like mm-hmm. everyone's like oh like, when, when people go to the gym like 16 years old they're like the birds mm-hmm. are gonna think I'm so cool because I'm like big and strong like Joe and literally yeah. all, all that happens is lads are like you're squatting 200 kilos that's amazing oh my god send and me not, a dick pic not a single girl cares like <laughs> No, girls don't give a shit. No. Um, I don't, I'm not really a huge fan of... No, that's not true, actually. I don't... White fish is something I just don't really care for. I, I like um, love fish. Well, what do you call it? Chowder. I like chowder. Chowder. Uh, and obviously, you have to have white fish and chowder, which is yeah. fair enough, you know. Uh, I love smoked salmon. Like, smoked salmon is something I fucking... I would eat at least... At least twice a month, I'd say, at this yeah. rate. Um I eat shellfish. I love fucking love cra- crabs, prawns, any kind of shellfish. Yeah, I eat that like once or twice a week at the moment. Um, geez, prawns there in like a, a kind of a 
a buttery oily sauce <sighs> prawn pill pill mm-hmm. oh, oil, about it? garlic chilies yeah. fucking yeah. christ they're good to be the fair like prepared ones of those it's are no fucking um, very good it's it's no surprise you're so into shellfish like because you're extremely uh experienced with crabs hey, hey. i was wondering where you're going with that and i was like where is he going oh. with this now i was like this is I'm gonna I'm gonna let this one play out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> did you did you see um that on Meat Eater's Instagram there, um he had um dungeon crab, and uh, dungeoness is, or dungeoness sorry so he's like this is how I kill my dun my crabs and he gets the corner of the stainless steel table and just goes <laughs> and everyone was like no boil it you know why are you doing yeah. it steam it you know but uh, does it really make that much of a difference if you cook them fresh or or, or cooked them alive like I don't it probably doesn't to be fair to people yeah do you know what I was like mm-hmm. in my head when you were saying that I was like oh he always anytime we have crabs we like we cook cra- crab a few times a month um, mm-hmm. and we always just like if it's a whole crab just boil it whole when it's live mm-hmm. but then it was like half of the time we eat crab we just get a bucket of crab claws from one of the lads and you boil the and claws phenomenal yeah unbelievable and to be Fuck fair on, I I'm think gonna... to Stephen Ranella like the reason they do that is Mm-hmm. They can fit way more Like they call it Knuckling crabs Where they just mm-hmm. pull All the legs off And you boil the legs yeah. like, You can fit yeah. fucking 20 times more Into a boiling pot Of salt water Yeah Than you can With a fucking Whole crab Yeah you're, you're Boiling the fucking um, Ass and intestines And shit In that fresh water As well Yeah Like yeah, as yeah. As traditional as you like to be As well Like how much difference Does it make to the flavour Fuck all difference Like boil yeah. the fucking like, And there's so much work And you throw away Most of the crab anyway So it's just the crawls And stuff you're eating Yeah Phenomenal meat from the crawls but so it's a lot good. of work it is um, i've gotten i've refined my crab eating technique to no end because what i used to do is i used to boil a whole crab pull the legs like the claws off and then i tried to do like the elbow joints and the like what what on a human would be like an elbow and an upper and lower arm and then i do the claw now i literally just pull the fucking claws if you get a big like heavy kitchen knife and the spine mm-hmm. of the knife, like back of the knife, hit that like just above the two like toes. You call it knuckling. Mm-hmm. And it, it slides off like a sheath. So where I used nice. to be fucking chasing those things around the kitchen, um, mm-hmm. like whacking them and they'd fly off and hit somebody in the eye. This is way yeah. better. I, I See, the problem with um, crab meat is, you know, cold crab meat isn't nice. It's just no bueno. Yeah. I don't, not a huge fan of cold crab meat. There's something about it that's not great. Also... My other problem with eating fish is that um, it's not really sustainable. Like, it's not the most uh, ethical thing to do realistically. So, like, meat and stuff, you know, killing animals is, is a morality thing. You have to decide on yourself. But farmers are, you know, n- no one's going out with a net and catching wild cows, you know. But <laughs> unfortunately, you know, there's a lot of bad things that come with wild fishing. So, I'd be act- I'm actually happier to eat farmed fish. Um, I'm yeah, much happier... There's so many issues with farmed fish. Like, it's not as bad anymore. People have way overblown. People are thinking 90s farmed fish where you're giving grey salmon food dye and stuff. You but can, you can sa- get decent. Like, they reckon farmed salmon is the reason that salmon populations are now uh, have decreased by 99%. And farmed salmon is, that? is almost exclusively the cause of it. Because salmon farms are put in bays and stuff where natural or where wild salmon will swim past them. Yeah. So there's all of the like crap that flows out of that falls out of those cages and nets salmon end up picking up so it's like sea lice there's also like a huge like there's a huge amount of of like different parasites other than sea lice that that damage salmon 
Mm-hmm. Then, like, obviously commercial fishing fucks up salmon as well, but, like, the yeah. the amount of people in the world who the only fucking fish they eat is salmon, and mm-hmm. then they have, like, this whole thing of, like, oh, I'm only going to eat salmon, I'm only going to eat salmon. So then the mar- mm-hmm. be- market becomes hugely inflated, and then the yeah. catching of wild salmon for a commercial market. Um, I'd, I think the world would be a much better place if salmon farms didn't exist. Is it... I- I think it's just eating fish in general right now isn't... Yeah, shellfish really is very sustainable. Oh, is it? Yeah, because like... How so? If you take... So for the Irish market, right? The yeah. vast majority of the fishing is done on vessels under a certain size. So they're... Mm. Basically, they have their own grounds, right? And the Irish fishing fleet, uh, like in terms of crabs and lobsters and stuff like that, you're, the entire fleet has a quota... So the, it's like a pooled licensing. Once you reach a certain level, like the season is stopped or the quotas are stopped. So it's very like people ca- like you can't tend to go and overfish it like you'll overfish a cod stock where people will go out and it's trawlers from like Spain, France, uh, Japanese trawlers. Like, you know what happens with tuna and what happens with the big shoals where they're fucking three or 50,000 miles away from home. And they're like just raping a resource over and over and over again. Then that fish gets shipped off somewhere like what happens Mm -hmm. with Atlantic tuna. Whereas with crab pots and lobster pots, those are like staying in an area, you know, and there's a like a territorialness to those animals that mean they don't they don't like venture off. So there's not like French boats coming into Irish water crab fishing per se, unless they're like 50 miles off. Like most Irish boats are going somewhere between 10 and 20 miles off for their crab fishing. Um, so then, like, you maintain your area, and, like, there might be 20 boats going out of Cork crab fishing each month or each year, like, but they're not... Um, there's not, like, this traveling flotilla of, like, crab-raping boats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like with, like with fish. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so that makes me a little bit happier about eating shellfish, so in terms of... Uh, because it is something... So, like, obviously, there's a lot of problems with, with factory farming and yeah. just farming in general, I suppose, all sorts of farming, you know, like, not only people like to, like, attack meat farming, but grain and, and vegetable farming is, is just as detrimental to the quantities we do it a bit, you know, yeah. regardless of what people believe. Um, there is a, apparently some marine conservation is working incredibly well. Apparently, like, there's some parts of the ocean where they've managed to make some serious fucking like legitimately good gains in on sections of the ocean um because what i fucking love about people uh is there's just someone out there who just loves like marine biology yeah. you know there's someone who loves marine biology as much as i like thinking about snatching stuff you know yeah like, there's yeah, just someone yeah. there and he's much and he's, he's much more useful for humanity than mine is you know yeah but he's just or she very likely either there's 20 of them who are just like you know what we can do now save the fishes yeah and then they go off and save the fishes like you know i just love that like i love that i'm so happy you know that there's like there's an elon musk for the ocean you know that there's someone who's like lads squares giant squares we're just going to make this giint square really good for the fish you know what i mean i love that um you know you know for a fact there's there's like marriages have crumbled and like there's people out there who don't talk to their kids anymore because they love marine biology so much but that's what that's the price you pay for mastery of your passion like yeah 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 because <laughs> the funny thing is like there's people like that in amateur weightlifting or like amateur sports who are never any good at the sport 
never coach athletes or any good at the sport or never like really achieve like international level or anything yet their entire life gets poured into a passion like i have a huge amount of time for that obviously you need you need to get your ducks in a row and, and have a balanced life but like there's there is something to be admired about absolute complete and utter steadfastness in in search of a goal but if you yeah like people who are you know people who are nice to talk to usually are people who've like pursued things they're the yeah, people the most yeah. you want to talk to the most usually um something about farming is that there's a lot of like it's it's pretty well established i remember watching a ted talk years ago about this but like you need you have to have herd animals like you need animals to walk across ground you yeah. need them to interact with the cycle you know you can't not have cloven hoot animals and sheep and stuff like not sheep sorry you know like um fucking any like four-legged animal walk across the interacting with the ground you know eating yeah. grass shitting dying you know tearing up stuff like migrating across it they've um i saw a fella years ago and i remember i was actually talking to you um it was actually david was talking about this i assume david doesn't listen to the podcast but uh i remember telling him about that and i was like it's very interesting because they rewilded a load of ground stuff that would basically you know so they were it was a desert basically yeah um and it had been formerly a green a green zone you know so they um just introduced it was either it was either goats or ducks and i can't remember which but there are loads of areas like this like there was a yeah. load of like uh, south america and africa and stuff and it was phenomenal changes before and after but uh there's a lot of like i, I don't know what the word they're using uh is at the moment kind of uh fuck there's a name for it fuck what is the name of the the farms that are like trying to do it the right way you know trying to be oh sustainable farming not environment sustainable farming that's fuck why couldn't they think of that fucking word yeah they're like they're trying yeah. actively to farm in a way that is sustainable like because there's some uh some experts there recently in the uk reckon they've only about 50 crops left 50 crop cycles left of topsoil before they've yeah they won't be able to grow any more crops in the uk so 50 it's like that's crazy 50 odd years plus or minus a few years unless they change up their act like that's now i, I don't know how much scaremongering that is like yeah. we're we're not great farmers at home like you know <laughs> but um i, I like the fact that they said a number in the double digits and not in the thousands would make you think there's probably an issue there you know even if it's yeah. fucking 30 years wrong or whatever unless you do something I was, but there uh, was um oh yeah i was looking at an article last week I heard about this on a podcast. I was like, fuck it, I'll have to look into this more, right? So they reckon over the course of 15,000 years, sorry, 1,500 years, um, yeah. sometime, oh, fuck, was it the 14th century? Oh, I, anyway, sometime, a long, long time ago, in the Amazon basin, they reckon that there's an area there of like a few million acres that is all artificially... Uh, fertilized and has been artificially cultivated so they found things like uh, shells from crabs and sea fish that it, like all this waste product that have been dragged like miles and miles and miles inshore um, and that was combined with things like potash and a few other things that are incredibly good fertilizers of the soil and basically the people who had been living there had been artificially fertilizing all this ground so when you look at the Amazon basin now and like this huge tract of land where it appears to be like this unbelievable fertile thing that like most of the time people just thought was provided for but like naturally 
um, it turns out that there was a farming civilization there who were like the entire time they were living there were cultivating what is now like the wild Amazon basin but they were actually farming it and, and changing the soil around they reckon it's it's one of the like whatever cultures or whatever they have in the soil is one of the most fertile soils you can possibly have now and that was because they hadn't like there was wars over guano before right like sea seabird shit basically there's like islands around oh, south yeah, america yeah. america claimed a lot of islands for that yeah yeah and there's still a like there's still a a law that the u.s government have that means they can legally claim any island in the world if there is guano on it which is pretty fucking mental because there's islands off here that have guano on them uh but yeah so they had found like guano that wasn't like there's not guano for hundreds and hundreds of miles but they had basically brought this all up in like dugout canoes and spread it around um yeah thought it was an interesting little fact so that was um people don't go on is right is there just random like rocky islands you know they're like yeah 10 square meters or whatever but they'll have a really basically like seagull seagulls and loads of other like seafaring birds will take a break on that island or make their yeah. home on the island or depending on what kind of bird they are and they'll be literally you know thousands of generations of shit will build up there but it's an unbelievable fertilizer or manure uh, depending on where you are and like they used to um send out boats and they just load up the boat with as much fucking uh, guano or as they could possibly get and then yeah. fertilize it so they like the america introduced a law at some stage that people could claim land for the united states yeah and uh so then the united states could just go and get that and people made incredible businesses out of uh for a period of time that's where the um you know if it was for the nitrogen in the, in the shit basically you know you wanted that from the soil so when you were growing stuff you needed the nitrogen as part of the nitrogen cycle or whatever and then um the i said the swedish scientist so cyclone a so he uh fixating nitrogen from the atmosphere you know that's uh, he kind of killed that whole guano um industry because he was like oh they reckon he's responsible for the population of the world at the moment like if he if he hadn't figured out how to fix nitrogen from the atmosphere we would be able to feed this many people it wouldn't be possible for this many people to be alive obviously then famously uh, cyclone b was what the nazis used yeah. for um you know uh, their genocide so potato potato i suppose is pretty pretty terrible yeah 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 obviously not his fault you know it's not uh it's it, horrendous what happened with that but incredible what he did you know yeah yeah it's fucking mental I had another point there when you were talking about uh, farming and life well, see, cycles sorry, If you can't think of your point, there was a farmer in uh, the UK that was a huge swat of land. Obviously, there's loads of people working on that. Um, yeah. They, they they were doing sustainable farming pretty, a couple of years ago, fairly, fairly proactively. And they just had, obviously, so the UK has some uh, incredible quality of land for farming. For yeah. some, they have vast swaths of land that's incredibly arid and not arid sort of fucking fertile so like if you if you if you want to know if land is worth farming on if you look at the trees that are growing in the hedgerows and the ditches if you see stuff like oak you know very slow growing trees yeah. that take a long time to grow that's a great sign of something to live there because it means it's good quality land because uh it's hard for them you know they good quality ground for to go that long and get that big you know so they had um they this farming i don't know what it's called someone listening might know but they reintroduced so they brought like pigs, ponies, they had uh, loads of different like native cows or as native as you could get to the UK 
and just running around the place and then they, they would obviously harvest you know the, the cows or whatever is appropriate for the meat but they started see, seeing like lesser pink backed snails coming back you know and like random moths that hadn't been seen in fucking Essex in 200 years and stuff you know yeah, like just yeah. random stuff coming out of nowhere that was pretty cool yeah what, what I was going to talk about earlier is the National Park in Clarny um, which is like one of the jewels of Ireland in terms of like actual um, oh. Wild landscapes. Ian Ian but hates it though. Ian Ian fucking yeah. hates everything. <laughs> yeah. So the what happened there was right. One of my uh, relations was like the head forester for the park or whatever it's called. Like the person who leads like a lot of the looking after the wildlife and the the wild areas um, in the national park. So what you have is you have a population of red deer, you have a population of invasive sika deer. Um, they're Ooh. both they're both they're both inherently important for different reasons, right? That population of red deer is supposedly the only purebred population of Irish native red deer that's left, because all the other populations around the country have somehow hybridized with sika, because sika are hardly little fuckers. Uh, but what they did was. <laughs> So, like, in management of, of hill ground, which it is, like, most of that park is is hill ground, um, you have to have some sort of large herbivore on the mountainside to do things like keep the heather down, so, like, the height of the heather, the height of the gorse bushes. Also, the things you were talking about earlier, like, uh, turning the soil over, you need them to be moving nutrients from areas of cover to areas where it's uh, like quite wide and open. So if you think about when a deer is feeding, right, a deer will feed in by a stream, they live in by a stream, all those nutrients are concentrated in by a stream, and unless you've a large herbivore like a, a highland cow, a highland cow will feed in by the stream, then it will go out in the open because it doesn't really give a fuck. It'll feed out in the open. It feels safe out in the open because it's with a herd they don't concentrate in areas of cover or areas of uh like depressions in the ground which a a deer or a prey animal will right so what happened was he said sometime in the kind of early 2000s the basically like what he called like the fucking greeners came in and like they would have managed that with information and and kind of knowledge gained from other national parks in like Scotland and, and managed estates where you'd have like hundreds of years of institutional knowledge from people like gamekeepers, people like estate managers. So they had a herd of Highland cows that lived in the national park. They were managed by the national park and they'd stay up on the hill. And when they're up on the hill, which like what we call hills here are just like baby mountains. Um, when the cattle are on the hill, they do all that shit, right? They keep the header down. They transport nutrients from one place to another. So then the red deer and the sika deer are able to live on the hill because there's nutrients up there. The ground's been turned around. Everything is, uh, like, more food is being produced and the hill is better for, like, a load of other species like grouse and things like that. Then when you had people who came in with these, like, ideas of oh, this is actually what nature is. Like, nature isn't something from 1600. Nature is something from 3000 BC. So you have to take the Highland cows down off the hill without understanding that there were other large herbivores in Northern Europe 
long, long times ago, which they're not going to reintroduce because they're fucking extinct now. They took the Highland cows down off the hill. They now have hundreds of thousands of red deer and sika deer that can't live on the mountain anymore. And they live around the town of Clarny. So, like, anyone who goes to Clarny regularly will see herds of deer, right? And, like, red stags are the size of fucking horses. Um, and you'll see sika deer in herds, which... <laughs> Uh, naturally, sika deer wouldn't be herding animals. They'd be in groups of twos to threes. Stags would be solitary. But you get these unnatural conditions because people have, like, rewilded. Um, but it's like some fucking idiot who lives in a city who's a member of the Green Party is like, this is what rewilding is. Um, and they basically hmm. adversely affected the quality of ground in the park um, by getting things to be, like, more wild and having no real knowledge of like what land management actually is yeah that that is the problem people think um well actually funnily enough if you you know if you left a lot of the fields in ireland if you left them alone they would return to forestry eventually so you get like first of all you'd still have grassland and then you get like scrub then you get kind of like baby trees and eventually you just return to forestry what ireland would be you know but um Obviously, we can't live in forests and people don't know where food comes from. <laughs> but it, uh, it's something people, I don't people realize is that it would just happen naturally, like that yeah. it would return to some, like, but then, you know, that's assuming there's no animals interacting with that then. Exactly. But uh, there, there's a kind of a, a problem in Ireland at the moment. It definitely is an issue, is the uh, the amount of uh, paid forestry land that's not useful. So evergreen trees are useless for basically any kind of like carbon capture or any kind of, you know, they make the soil too acidic so eventually like so if what happens is um, a couple of countries or two grants or farmers will have like borderland that's supposed to be or like scrubland so land that's not useful for farming they can plant it with um what, what's them what's the name what's the name of the species they're just tree? various types of pine trees and they're like an evergreen yeah, so the, just depending on where it is the, yeah depending what people they're the, a different kind of green evergreen tree like so They'll plant them, but they uh, are supposedly shit land, you know, but mm. basically you see them now anywhere. The farmers is someone who learned land and they don't want to farm the land. So they'll put this however many acres of uh, of evergreen and they'll get, they'll, I think it's usually like a 30 year investment and it'll be guaranteed a fairly significant, well, maybe less than that, depending on what it is, but you'll be guaranteed a fairly significant uh, return on your investment in however long. Um, oftentimes you don't have to do much work to it um, or people will do it for you you know kind of depending on what arrangement you come to but the issue with that is this is the land after is borderline is basically useless you can't farm it again so it makes the ground too acidic so with what they were doing I think it was in Scotland as well actually um, fairest in Scotland they're fairly progressive with their yeah. rewilding stuff but they they had to grind up um, eggshells not eggshells fucking uh, seashells seashells to you know bring the uh the pH of the ground back to a more neutral than the because the pine needles make it very acidic so you make the ground bo- uh, useless unless you actively do something to yeah. adjust it so it's funny you're saying that about the South Americans were using like seashells and or sea fish or crab fish or whatever fucking yeah yeah shellfish to to use it for fertilizers yeah we actually use um like every every year in like November and December we'll collect uh, stroke, rob <laughs> uh, a few tons of seaweed 
So like there's a few areas around us where seaweed will wash up and it's like really easy to collect. And we put that into all the raised beds in the tunnel. Um, so people think if you're like planting veg at home, that it's just this thing of like, oh, I just put dirt in a box and I plant vegetables in it. And then like after a year or two, their tomatoes stop growing. Um, but the amount of work it takes to keep yeah. soil, like it's not yeah. just like plant a potato in the ground and then that potato will grow and you plant a new potato next year and that potato will grow like the amount of work you have to put into the soil to get things out of it is fucking huge there's um it's kind of like the methane myth you know people blame cows for for you know global warming you know they're vastly unaware but um so the number of cows is actually so herd animals has gone down since like the 70s I think but uh, people there's um so one of the famous, not the famous study, but the most kind of widely quoted study on, um, on you know, cows would be, so it was like cows versus transportation. So yeah. what they did was like transportation was all the emissions directly related from the exhaust. So everything just came from the exhaust. That was the emissions that were counted. And then it was counted up against farming. So tractors, uh, the making of the tractor, like the transportation to the butcher transportation to the supermarket the plastic bottle like so yeah everything impossibly involved in farming and meat was counted up in the emissions and then they counted they compared those and they were like oh look all the emissions from beef farming is is terrible you know that's ruining the world but in like because no one's ever done transportation as a whole because you just couldn't possibly yeah, do it like yeah. it, and it wouldn't get funded no one would fund that because you don't want to hear the answer to it you know yeah like it, it was funny that was one of the big reasons why uh, people are like, you know, uh, cows or meat farming and stuff has is, is gotten a very bad rap in the mm. last few years. I think people are kind of coming back that way again a little bit, but it, it did a lot of those Netflix documentaries, you know, like What the Health and um, Fox Over Forks or whatever the fuck yeah, it was called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just, um, it really annoys me when people have, when people with no real idea of how things work get to have an opinion on how things should be regulated. Yeah, <laughs> like it angers me to no end when someone is like oh my god I can't believe you're shooting all the deer and you're like what the fuck do you think happens to him like that's one of the reasons yeah. with, or one of the problems with the National Park again um, like if you look you can just google this uh, like problems with the deer herd in Killarney or deer dying in Killarney last year and the year before so 2019 it was the the kind of big year for it. There's basically loads of disfigured deer running around the place with like mangled antlers and they were going blind. Uh, so what's happening is like the deer are starving because they can't like they're on park. They're on grassy parkland where they're not really made to be. And you had like people being like, oh, my God, it's such a disgrace. Like parks and wildlife should be doing something about it. And the reality of it, like they used to take 600 deer a year out of the national park so they'd be like paid colors they'd go in there those deer would be sold and that money would go back into the national park so people have their walking paths and people have bins that are emptied regularly along them uh, and all the other infrastructure that goes into it but because some people started kicking up a fuss like fucking bird watchers and shit started kicking up a fuss that there was people shooting deer they stopped mm-hmm. calling deer and they like the total number of deer called the year went out to 40 or 50 um when you have a herd of thousands of deer in one area and you don't kill any of them, it happens that ones with really bad breeding get through and then you end up having these like fucking mangled inbred things 
that are getting diseases left, right, and center, and they're fucking eating mushrooms and hallucinating, uh, and then they're just hey. fucking running wild. Like that's not how. Uh, that's not how those areas should be managed. And then you get those people saying like, "Oh well, you should release wolves," uh, mm-hmm. and you're just like, "Are you fucking serious?" Like, yeah. <laughs> how how bad is it that somebody has to shoot things with a rifle? Um, like two or three concerted efforts every year, they get the numbers down. Everything is really healthy. It's like imagine how bad it would be if three or four children get taken every year by a fucking wolf pack <laughs> that just mm-hmm. roams like the the entirety of Munster. And like wolf packs, apparently habitat is enormous. Like their yeah, their area is huge. One of the things on as well, and, and people are like, you know, oh, methane from cows. You know how long methane lasts in the atmosphere before it's broken down to like a normal cycle is uh, 10 years. About it's 10 years where it comes from. Whereas like CO2, then the problem with CO2 is like it's basically forever, like or, or like yeah. thousands of years, like basically, whereas like 10 years for for methane from, you know, methane in the atmosphere before it's oxidized or whatever. So it's like there's a lot of issues with it, you know, people are just quoting things yeah, yeah they yeah. don't read into and they're like you know it's kind of like culture takes over stuff and people get involved with things and they you know <laughs> if you were not seen to be um part of the culture you know you're definitely part of the problem yeah uh, apparently as well if you feel like how seaweed and reduce the amount of meat in the image as well so you know yeah. there's like which is mental yeah uh, this podcast was supposed to be about <laughs> What were we going to do? We're going to do like how to be a, a coachable athlete. Yeah. Um, well, and then we're going to, or we were going to do one about like the lies you tell yourself. So like self-talk in training. But this turned out to be a, a weird ramble by two fellas who have no real amount of, um, definitely no real formal training in the area. Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so thanks Let's for get chickens out. Oh, oh God, you have to get chickens. When this lockdown is over, um, yeah. grand area at the back. Yeah, Jesus, that'll be fucking great. I'm I kind of so wish excited. there was oil war in Ireland, uh, but apparently, like European cities are riddled with them, like oh, Madrid, yeah, apparently, terrible. Portugal, and stuff. It's literally they can have like, like a fucking plague. They can have like three sets of twelve liters a year, apparently. Yeah, the li- delicious running, <laughs> just deliciousness running around the place, just. <laughs> Yeah, the problem is, yeah, it would be great for us. The problem mm. is, there's just not mm. enough people like us who'd go out and yeah. shoot them and keep them at like a relatively good population level, um, and they'd probably murder as well. Um, yeah, a few board probably here. like straight in for the groin. Yeah, they're incredibly dangerous animals. Yeah, massively dangerous. Yeah, especially if you shoot them sideways like a gangster as well. Like. <laughs> <laughs> right. Thanks for listening. On that note. Uh, okay. <laughs>